I told you guys I was going to get a good guest for my rewatch episodes, and I have Kea. And you may know her as Bravo Well Black, half of Bravo Well Black, but I know her as my original podcast inspiration queen. That is how I know her. When I found Bravo Well Black, at least two years ago now, I was like, these are the coolest people I've ever heard talk about Bravo. And they made me want to keep going with my podcast. So please welcome Kea. Hello, and it's good to be back. I know that you were on our podcast, and it was a good episode because y'all got to get into Vanderpump Rules. I was out of order at that time, child, and I was just listening. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. But thank you for the nice words. You always give us our flowers. And I cannot be more excited to be here with someone who is as excited about both Vanderpump Rules and Succession. Yes. As me. You know, it's a rare, a rare, rare, rare combination. I know. I, I, is it, isn't Succession kind of like Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> yeah. Wait. No, it really... Was it you who wrote that someone came up with all the characters? Was that you? Oh, no. It wasn't me. What I did, though, was I compared... Um, Vanderpump Rules, Lala and James Kennedy to Stevie J and Jocelyn from Love and Hip Hop. But I did see that that post. And then I was like, okay, so this person is that person. This person is that person. Yes. Because James Kennedy is the Roman Roy yes. of Vanderpump Rules. He 100%. Uh, that that 100% prank phone call. Slime puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I like truly forgot how nasty Roman was in the first season. And I was such a Roman girl for the long time. And I was like, you know, I, re- I remember being very strong as a Kendall stan in the very beginning. And then like Roman's trajectory changed. And I was like, okay, I love Roman. But these early episodes, I'm like, ew, Roman. He didn't even stop. He didn't even stop being nasty at his own father's funeral. So that's, just like how how do you forget how nasty this man is especially the one we're about to get into now yeah so guys guess what's happened here i told kaya that i do a rewatch of succession and yellow jackets and she did not watch yellow jackets but what she did was she just watched with no other episodes around it not one and two just episode three because that's what we're on and I think it's one of the funniest episodes to come in blind because so much has happened. And even as I was taking notes, I was like, the things I'm typing out is just ludicrous. Like, he has no leg. <laughs> he wants to die because she chopped it off with an axe. Do you know that part? The part that gagged me is the beginning. Okay. Where okay. they were yeah. like... Did you eat this? Like, who ate the bitch? Like, who ate Jackie? Right? Wait, are you? Did you watch season two, episode three? Is that what I just watched? Oh, now it makes sense. (laughs) I'm so confused. Like, someone (laughs) ate someone named Jackie, and the black girl is like, Who ate Jackie? And they're like, Bitch, you ate her face. (laughs) And I'm like, What? Is this what 
Okay, Miss, I'm really Miss, glad that you watched season two because season two was so insane. Miss Shauna, like I don't, I, I don't know these people, but Shauna in that <laughs> minivan, they tried to like rob her. I'm sorry, I know this is if you watch five. I just gotta get. I, apparently, I watched the wrong one. I just, Go! I I'm so I excited. Did my, I did my Showtime um, free trial. Free trial to, like, on uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah, oh no, I'm trying to no, on on okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just I'm watching and like Miss Shauna was not letting go of that minivan. Like they tried to take her minivan. She took the gun and she was like, Oh hell no. Nah. And then Jeff with his pussy ass, he's just like, What are you doing? And she's like, No, they have my kids at X, Y, and Z. And then later on, she goes and she tells the guy, she's like, Give me my motherfucking minivan back. And the guy's like, Oh, you're not gonna shoot me. And she's like, You know why my hands are shaking? Because I've been wanting to do this. And then he's like, Okay, go and get your minivan back. And I'm just like, is this what's going on on a third episode of the first season of a show? <laughs> so I guess it was the second season. It was a lot. Okay, I'm glad actually you did. So even watching the first season again, because like, I didn't think the first season was so flawless. I had quite a lot of issues even with the first season. But then the second season, like the the... They really wanted us to know that they ate people and that's what that was like. And they really want to take us through the process. And I was like, look, you know, I, I, I think this is not for me anymore. That's, that's what I heard is that the first season was good, but then the second season is a little bit too much. They, they were a victim of reading everything on social media and they wrote the characters for social media mm. instead of writing it for themselves, which is a rookie mistake. Totally. Happens to a lot of second season shows, I find. Like they get that big boom and they're like, oh my God, listen to the hype. And then they write different for second season for the exactly what you said. It's like they wanted to please everybody. It, was, it wasn't for them anymore. And if they come back for a third season, which I think they're slated to come back for five total, so three more, I have a feeling maybe the third season will be better because I've done this with a lot of shows where the se- first season I love and the second season I'm like, that was weird. And then the third season, they get it back together. That happens quite a bit. Yeah, and I I have never heard of a show like getting slated for like five seasons, but I would understand why because I don't watch shit else on Showtime. Like I think yeah. there's like The Shy and Yellow Jackets. So they got something for the black people and something for the white people. And like that's holding <laughs> that's holding the network up. I know, right? Showtime is so random. Yeah. And there's like no need for Showtime anymore. <laughs> I agree. Just cancel Showtime just completely. On, HBO. On HBO. HBO is where or it's Max. at. they they were so max was so they were so nervous we wouldn't figure out that they changed that name to max i got like 17 emails like just letting you know just letting you know just one more time it's gonna be max okay i'm like wasn't it hbo max 
Like, wasn't it that already? They went from HBO Now to HBO HBO Go, Now, that's right. HBO Max. That's HBO right. Ruby. Like, I don't understand. I forgot why. about HBO Go, HBO Now. <laughs> why do they do this? It's like, I wonder if they get, like, sued for using the name or something. They're like, that's actually, it's you know, that's our intellectual property. And they're like, well, all right, what, what's the next thing we can do? Max. Okay, we'll yeah, try like, that one. In their reinvention era, I they feel. are. They're that's, always that's in it. Me every six months, like me I too. get into a, a depression, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm in my goth era. I'm in my bad yes, era. I'm in my mom era. Like, <laughs> I'm in my Shauna era, where I'm about to. You're not taking my minivan. You're not taking. That is the era you are in. Not taking my <laughs> minivan era. Um. Then okay, let's. Let's just go to succession then, because that's we can talk about for hours and hours and hours. For sure. Oh my god, I'm going through my notes. Oh god, this was a lot of pages. Okay, I'll try <laughs> to keep. I'll try to keep it together. Um, we open on Kendall, and this is the first time we see him doing his little Tai Chi in his chonies. He's so cute. I don't He's so cute. This is this is why I think it was. It was a weird thing when I started recapping from episode one. I was like, it's so odd that we just start the show and I'm rooting for Kendall. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I like I just know that Kendall is the right choice for this. And you felt that from the beginning. Yes. It just see he deserves okay. it. <laughs> Did you like the show from episode one though? Like when you originally like watched it? No, I did not. I needed when did to you get like start getting about into- episode three. I will tell you, it took me the end of season two to really like like it because I don't know something about that press conference, and yep. I'm like, oh, he's just gonna have to eat shit, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then he goes, but and he burns the house down. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what's happening on the business side, but on the yeah. family side, he's just so much of that business stuff. I'm up. like, what? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it took me because it's kind of slow. It's kind of quiet. The first two yeah. episodes, like it's like the first season didn't have all that money yet, you know. So it's like it's always a little bit darker, a little bit cheaper looking. And mm-hmm. I was like, God, I'm getting a little bored. But I always give a show three episodes minimum because so- I do know that that is a thing that sometimes you just need the warm up, just get through it. And then it just takes off and you're like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I find the first season to be the funniest season. The dialogues. I mean, it's always funny. Don't get me wrong, but I think you can really feel Will Ferrell's influence in the first season. Yeah. Maybe he was more involved or something, but then it just takes off. Cause you know, like they, Will Ferrell and his partner were like, Mm -hmm. Like that, and they started yep. beefing. And they, yep. So it makes a lot more I sense. I might be onto something. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll and take I, it. I have never publicly heard Will Ferrell say anything about He hasn't. Isn't that interesting? I, I'm just like, I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. what is the beef? I know what the beef was about. He was yeah. like mad, you know, um, that he didn't, he wasn't given the role, and he wasn't told that he wasn't given the role of yeah. for this guy in this like basketball show that's on HBO. Yeah, but um, I just it's so funny, and like like you said, I hear some of like his kind of comedy style, his jokes, like things yes. like that. Yeah, I'm like it's just so good. Like it's Greg gives me a lot of that too. Like 
you know, the way he moves and his mannerisms and just like the way he kind of improvs and ad libs and stuff. Um, okay, so Kendall has just taken over. He goes into, he gets to the office early. He gets in before everybody and he does this slow-mo walk around Logan's office. And you just, like, you. Just, I'm just so happy for him. I really am. I know he's inherited billions of dollars in debt and has to deal with it. But I'm like, Kendall deserves it. Because he's most like his father. Yes. You know, when you think, okay, someone said this to me, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Someone said to me that Shiv is the most like Logan. How do you feel about that? I think Shiv is too much of a people pleaser to be like Logan. So she's very similar to him and like in the female form. Sure. Mm-hmm. I I can see similarities. All of them have some of his traits, right? But we saw in this last season yeah. that it's really Kendall who yep. is yes. the killer. And also what's interesting too is that that, that last season was so great because Roman makes the big error in judgment about what the the Trumps, whatever that guy's name was, Menken? What was his name? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we see Roman messes up and the way Kendall kind of coaches him in that scene where he's like, look, you fucked up. No, you fucked up, period. End of story. We'll fix it. And it made me remember like, oh, yeah. Kendall has fucked up so many times, but that's like what being in business is, is you take a risk. He's all about that that risk shit and the disrupting and all that crap. And so like Kendall really does, he wants to shake shit up. Yeah. Whatever that means. That's why I was, I mean, okay. I thinking about it and going back and even when it happened, I was like, you know what? It had to be this way. And mm-hmm. this is genius for it to be this way. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people were really mad about it. A lot totally. of people felt like, felt the same way they felt about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, well, what show were you watching? Oh, like, yeah. I can understand being upset, but with Game of Thrones, I wanted to, like, I signed that petition knowing it was going to do shit. I, <laughs> Trying to get same. Game of Thrones rewritten, okay? I but was I so was mad at Game of Thrones. That was a, it, that is not the same. That is not the same as the succession finale, okay? Like, not at all. Oh, why did they Game of Thrones it? And I'm like, that's not oh, it at all. That is such an you insult. I can understand because I always wanted it to be Kindle yes. from beginning to yes. end, even when I would waver a little bit. I can understand if you're mad that it's not Kindle, but also the way that they ended it, I cannot sit here in good faith and say that it wasn't genius. It was genius. It made total sense for all the characters. It was as well written as it's been, as where Game of Thrones was like a lifetime movie all of a sudden. I was like, <laughs> what am I watching? This is garbage. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, you know, what's interesting is that we're starting with this episode in the same position that Rome and Kendall were in the last season, CEO and CEO. The parallels, Kaya, the parallels are so interesting starting from the first season. I know because like when Logan died or I'm sorry, when Logan first just has like the heart thing, all of the kids react the same way they end up reacting when he does die. And I was like, they must have gone back and really like connected it that way for for nerdy people like us who are going to go back and rewatch it and dissect it because it's like the parallels, the parallels. All right, so Marsha, she bursts out of the room. She asks for the price of the Waystar stock. 
The Logan update that we get, though, is that he tried to put on a sock. And this is a through line for the whole thing. Great dialogue. Um, Tom and Shiv. It's amazing that Tom and Shiv, like, it made they made sense to me in this little scene, like this little scene where he's like he's all excited about going to his new to the new regime at work. He he talks to Shiv's vagina and he's like, "Don't you worry, I'll be taking care of you soon." And it feels like Shiv likes Tom. I'm like, they're yes. amazing together. <laughs> yes, like it seemed like they really were in love and that they had some hope and she didn't even cheat on him in that episode. Yes. And then and then <laughs> the next episode. time I see it, I'm like, oh, they did that on purpose, clearly, because I was like, this guy, Tom. And then Shiv, Shiv is such a fucking bitch to Tom. She forces him to choose between going with her back to Marsha's to get in her face or go to work. And he's like, please don't make me choose. It's a man's right not to choose. Great dialogue. Great line. Great fucking line. But she's such a bitch like that. She just tests him all the time. And I mean, he rolls over, obviously, which maybe that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's the same theme that we've seen throughout most of the series, except in, you know, season three at the end, he decides, okay, I'm really going to. I loved it. Try to be Logan's right hand man. And. He ended up taking it all. I, you know what? That to me made more sense than anything. It's like you usually are going to get the big corporate guy who's just going to do whatever the big takeover wants him to. He he was willing to go to jail, so I kind of feel like, you know, he he deserves it. He does, and Kendall at the same time, at the same time, he's going to be a puppet to both. Yes. Shiv and Matson. So, God, I know the possibilities of story are still so there. It's so hard to let go of it. That's what pisses me off the most. I feel is like, okay, cool. End of that four seasons when you could have did at least two more. But give me some kind of hope of a spinoff. Like, there's no murmurings, no mumblings, nothing. nothing. It's just us making up shit. Like, <sighs> nothing. Because I just like Roman, I need to know what Roman's doing. I need to know what Kendall's doing. I can't let them go. And or I, even a prequel. Like, I, I'd be fine with a prequel. Ooh, and that's actually nothing. a good idea. Because when you think about it, the opening credits have so much going on in mystery that they could totally like pull that shit. Yeah. And people are saying that, that they would like to see, you know, Logan's rise to the top, which I would like to see that too. But now that we know that Tom took it all, I would like to see where Tom. Yeah, from, like they talk about it in this episode, how he's just yep. from but fuck nowhere. Yep, and he's climbing the ladder, and he ended up taking it all. So I want to see how Tom even like met Shiv, how he won Shiv over, like exactly because they don't seem to that. totally make sense. It's like what <laughs> did attract you to him? That's why I loved in the final season when you did like the after show where they talk about the episode, and they said I think that that was the attraction for Shiv when he says to her, "I love my money, and I'm not letting anybody take it." It's like there's a yep. killer side of him that turns her on otherwise because for the most part we only really see tom just like kissing everyone's ass in that like cringe way it's just so embarrassing but like then he ends up taking it all and so it's like oh i mean he did deserve it honestly (laughs) (laughs) he was willing to go to jail um okay kendall 
FaceTimes Rava as she's getting the kids ready, his kids, his children, <laughs> and he needs her advice. He's like, the the bank called, the one that's bankrolling the old man. And this poor woman is like, put that down. No, give that back to me. Ken, I don't know. Why don't you like ask one of your people? And he's like, well, what's your read? Do I go Hulk or Bruce Banner? She's like, honestly, talk to Roman. And then I forgot that Roman has this like slightly homosexual undertones. That's they, why I <laughs> thought he was going to be queer. I'm like, why didn't you guys go through with that? I and agree. If you didn't go through with that, why didn't you at least go through with the whole Roman and Jerry storyline at least oh, a little bit more? I was you so know? mad that we didn't get more of that. It was just too sudden. They abandoned like it. Was it. Just cut off. I know. I, I was so upset that we did not, that when they did come together, it was just to break apart because they were like the best <laughs> in the most disgusting, yeah. strange way. It yeah. made a lot of sense too, because Roman's all messed up. But when they, when we see Roman, he's got that trainer stretching him and I'm like, oh, okay. The way I'm reading it is like, okay, so he's like secretly gay. Can't tell his dad. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. like it, but it just gets kind of dropped, right? No, yeah. And, well, it gets dropped this season. Then it gets picked back up. Was that season three or season two when when they first meet Minkin or whatever? There was a guy that he was kind of flirting with. That's right. That's and I'm right. just like, which we right. will never, they probably did it on purpose. Yes. We'll never know what Roman prefers, if he prefers anything, anything. at all. Yeah. Because we see him in this episode jerking off just in the window of a corporate building mm-hmm. and wiping it off with a napkin. Ugh. Very nastily. It was so but gross. Yeah. <laughs> The the stretching was very homoerotic. I was saying that I definitely get stretched like that. Yeah. By a man that looks like that. <laughs> Me too. <So. laughs> Me too. Um, okay, Shiv and Tom, they get to Marsha's. And as they walk in, you hear Marsha go, ask her to wait here, wait down there. And she's like, uh, I'm here. And I will stand by, no one scares me more than Marsha. So the t- these two women were walking down, someone's crying. And they're like, what's happening? She's like, why are you here? And Shiv, Shiv thinks she can give her this attitude. Shiv's like, okay, I'm Shiv. And like, that's yeah. my dad. And she's like, I know you said he wasn't great, but like, I just thought I'd stop by and see him. And Marsha is so terrifying in just her quiet, like, she, I feel like she could kill someone with like her two fingers or something. Just say, like, she knows where to like, that spot is. She does too much. Yeah. She will literally like just jab you in your jugular. And, you're and then done. walk away and just, and someone cleans it up because she's like, I, we, like, we don't know exactly. And I love that about her. That makes her very, very scary. Also, like, I really thought it was cool that they had Logan with an age appropriate woman. Right. Yes, he cheats on her and all that. But like, I thought that was an interesting choice. <laughs> no, yeah, it's perfect. An age appropriate woman, a non, like, White American. woman, you know, yes. non-American, yes. non-white woman, you know, and then she is, she's been a force really throughout 
again the whole series like in this episode specifically it's a great like precursor to how the final season mm-hmm. went because you know in this season you, she's taking care of logan but she's also putting her foot down with shit who thinks that she runs shit and then later on she goes and she's like oh you don't want a messy divorce do you give me like 50 million dollars and i'm going shopping then she came back when he died and like (laughs) marsh people are not paying attention to she was kind of like the baddest bitch on the show the baddest bitch on the show she 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 played all of her cards right she won over and over and over again Mm-hmm. Tom is so funny. There's like a stare off between Shiv and Marsha, and Tom's like, uh, "Maybe, maybe we could go ask him if he's changed his mind." And she's exactly. like, "Okay." And she walks upstairs, and then they try to talk to the nurse, but the nurse is all cagey and all weird about it. And Tom goes, "We heard about the sock," <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh yeah, okay," and then yeah. walks away. And they're like, like I don't the have fuck? shit to do with this. Like, I don't get paid enough for this one. <laughs> and two, I'm here to take care of this man and mind my business. Like, exactly. Me. I've signed every kind of NDA you can. I-, I was told specifically not to tell you or any right. of the kids anything. Right. So, bye. I'm leaving. Kendall and Jerry watch the stock crashing. And now, now that I'm actually re- re-watching, I can follow some of the business stuff more because man the first time I watched this or I was like something about a stock reaching a number and then something happens where a bank comes around now I actually understand what's happening and when he gets on the phone with a guy and they say they'll want payment in full baby once that stock drops below 130 you are in breach and we want our money and Kendall's like okay no. he thinks he can play like his dad he's like Okay, no, but really, like, yeah. really, you're not going to really ask for that? And the bank is not that kidding at all. Pause. And he goes, oh, fuck off. Longest silence ever. And then Kendall breaks. He's like, are you still there? Right. <laughs> you're not supposed to break. You think Logan would have broke? Logan would have sat there for an hour. <laughs> Easily. Easily. <laughs> That's the difference is he knows the trick. And the bank's like, we're not budging. And Kendall goes, okay, uh, let's keep talking. And the guy's like, let's go through an intermediary. I'm not a particular fan of foul language. Jerry's face when that line happens, she's like, damn it. We totally fucked up. Totally fucked up. And then Roman comes in when he hangs up the phone. He's like, fuck, that was brutal. And Kendall's like, you were listening? He's like, of course, I'm the COO. Yeah. Roman is uh, Roman having having Roman as a sidekick is perfect because it reminds us that they're just the kids of yeah. Logan that they're just kind of playing right now. And yeah. Kendall is spiraling obviously with Jerry, and Roman's like, "Relax, dude, it'll be fine." And Kendall's like, "Oh, really? How's it going to be fine when this goes public?" He's like, "Okay, yeah, I was just yeah, trying to be not. nice. That was a fucking shit show, and you handled it like a moron." <laughs> It's just like the same thing that Kendall says to him. Yes. <laughs> like the last season, he's like, yeah, yep. no, you fucked it. You're real But fucked. it's okay. It. Yeah. Like, we'll figure it out. I love Greg. Greg, when he's walking into like the office, A, he's so tall. So it's like perfect physical comedy. But as he passes by these random guys, he goes, gents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And like, I feel like. 
Okay, there. I wouldn't say necessarily there's been growth in really any of these characters. And a lot of people want to say, oh, no, there's been growth in X, Y, Z. No, there was no growth, but there was change. And there was yes. change in Greg was like, he really feels like he's part of the quad. At the, end. the quad. <laughs> <laughs> he checks it at the front and they don't have his name. So he's right. like, uh, Logan Roy appointed me. And they're like, what the fuck? Okay. So they're like, Greg Roy? And he's like, no, but mom is a... Like, I would like to see more of his mom. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Like, there's so much unexplored, mm-hmm. so many angles. But yeah, they don't even have his name. He calls out for Tom. Tom's walking. And he's staying in, <laughs> he's staying in like a hostel for like, $80 a day. <laughs> that was so depressing. <laughs> stealing cookies in a, in a doggy bag. bag. And he goes, it's, it's like just a, like a mental, mental barrier. It's just a mental barrier. It's just, it's a bag, really. It's just a bag. It's just it's a unused. mental barrier. And then all you see is like the dog symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Those cookies look good. They did look good. They did look good. Shiv bursts into Kendall and Roman's office and she's like, guys, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she's like, it's gotten weird. And then she looks at Jerry, makes Jerry leave. And she's like, he said he didn't want to see us. And Roman goes, well, not including me. <laughs> He's so, 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 so in love with his dad. But Shiv mm-hmm. is so incensed that no one has seen Logan since Thursday. Marsha is gatekeeping. And of course, they had just received that trust to sign things over to Marsha. So there is tension. And Kendall is like, let's not rush the recovery process. And Shiv's like, so you can... So you can take over and stay playing boss. And he's like, no, no, like not at all. Uh, But he gets her out and Tom runs into that meeting. Everyone is literally already there. And instead of walking in being like, hi, guys, sorry, I'm late. He's just like, oh, hi. Hey, guys. (laughs) Just like mid-sentence starts the whole show. He's such a tool. Kendall, Carl and Jerry. Okay, so they're doing a walk and talk. My favorite is I didn't even realize Roman was in this little pack. Roman is intent, you know, it was intentionally done. He's like right behind Jerry, and I can't even uh, like no. see him. I, I didn't notice. Oh yes. my God. Yes. That's such a good catch. Oh I was my like, God. is Roman here? And then I'm like, there's one tiny little shot of him that kind of peeks around. <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. Perfect he that they would do person. that. He's like, he's like his brother in Home Alone 2, lost in New York, like in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the lobby. <laughs> totally. It totally is. But the, we, Carolina is given like the whole, well, I think this might be a little aggressive for a temporary CEO. And Jerry's like, right. yeah. And Kendall, this dialogue is so good. He goes, yeah, well, we've got a very aggressive drop in our share price. So I think that's appropriate. Good. So brief this wide and brief it fast. I love Kendall always like wants to take things to the press. He's always got the headlines already. Legit. like. He's on. <laughs> Always. He's got it. He's like, I know how to spin it. This is how we do it. He is so ready to go. And he walks into the meeting doing like the slow clap. He's like, all right, my people. Hey, 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 my people. <laughs> Thanks that he's like, oh, I'm a boss's son, so you have to respect me, but I'm also likable. And it's like, babe, no. No one Mm-mm. no one likes you. No one cares. No, um, no. And I love Stop. Roman doesn't Roman doesn't sit down. He's like, I'm just gonna stay standing because <laughs> my back is fucked up. I got a new trainer. 
I like Roman not being afraid of this room at all just speaks to how spoiled he is, right? Like dad always would bring him in and Roman would be like a little terror and was never disciplined or anything. And he was just like, fuck all of you people. Like the way he hates Frank. He's a freaking, you know what a tablet kid is? It's like they always Mm -hmm. just have their tablet. Roman's a tablet kid. 100%. He has his stance when he doesn't Mm -hmm. have his tablet. That's like Mm -hmm. a... Pelican stance. Yes. And like, that's just it. Yep. So Kendall does his like opening bit and Roman just reaches across. He gets some water. He groans and he's like, hey man, our dad is like a bull and rhino hide. And this morning he tried to put on a sock and Kendall's <laughs> like, yes, yes. He tried to put on a sock. Kendall's so embarrassed. Like, why would you tell a room full of people <laughs> that your dad who just suffered basically a heart attack can't even put on a damn sock. Keep it down. Kendall intros Tom and like literally he's like, okay, here's going to be Tom. And then he just changes the subject. And poor little Tom. Tom had his whole monologue. You know he did. He was right. ready to go. But Kendall, Kendall's monologue about how the internet is changing and they need more dynamic strategy. And then he goes, now let's say just for clarity's sake, um, strategy of a thousand life bolts, let's call it. And then you know he didn't. He acted like he just thought about that. He's like, I don't know, like, just let me off the top of my head. Yeah, I haven't like, thought I'm about it. Spot. I'm the fly. <laughs> I have these things ready, these singers. Yes. Strategy of a thousand lifeboats is probably one of the funniest like, titles what? to call it. <laughs> then the episode is just called Lifeboats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, Valter is a lifeboat. ATN citizens are a lifeboat. There are no bad lifeboats. And then, of course, Roman's like, Porn could be a lifeboat. <laughs> it's like, except that that is a bad lifeboat. But he goes, hey, thanks, Rome. This isn't a brainstorm. And then kind of embarrasses Roman, of course. Yeah. He's like, I'm just saying everyone's invited. This dialogue is just so incredible. He's like, I want yeah. everyone in here bringing me new, original, multi-platform content. Bring me, bring me more in the interactive and digital space. Bring me franchisable IP. Bring me a thousand life. I'm like, what in the fuck are these words? <laughs> Franchisable IP? I think that he, and then over the series, we see him, since he becomes more like Logan, he's not as open to new and exciting things like the internet and like tech that he was in this episode. In this episode, he thought he he would be taking over for a while. So he would be able to implement like these really good things and these new things, these modern things to make Wavestar catch up with all the other media companies, but also have that, you know, solid feel that it's owned by one family and one family only. But then as the series progresses, he kind of walks that back. I didn't realize that, but you're so right. You're so right. Because he becomes more like Logan. Yeah. And then his last line is, because steady as she goes hits the iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Are we not going to address the elephant in the room about the billionaires that got about like 18 hours left? Oh, I know. Oh my God. Okay. So at the time we're, at the time we're recording this, this is, what is this day? What day is this that they've been missing? It started on Sunday. Sunday. So now it's Wednesday. Okay. That the that the billionaires that went down to explore the Titanic have gone completely missing. They're just missing. There's nowhere to be found in a submarine. 
like, that's why? that's some there's trickery afoot like what's going on and like they are control well they controlled the submarine with like a 30 dollar like handheld game controller they did and that's okay yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just like what is going on they were so far down below the surface Someone did a comparison to like Mount Kilimanjaro or something. And it's like, that is how low they were. So they're not alive, right? See, they're saying that they got oxygen for an X amount of hours. And that's only if they like keep their cool. Me, I would have used all the oxygen already. Oxygen like, soon. But, um, you know, they have these new technologies that we're borrowing from other uh countries to go over there because it's like in the north atlantic and try to like find them so i would i i just hope that you know they find them but it's like i'm trying to be sensitive about it because this is i know obviously someone's yes someone's you know relative and i hope that they are found genuinely but meanwhile one of the billionaire stepsons are like on twitter talking to only fans models and i'm just like what the hell is i know it's so it feels like it's like there's something it feels like an episode of succession he's like he's like oh i'm at the blink 182 concert (laughs) you know my stepdad would want me to go yeah He's telling an OnlyFans model to come sit on his face publicly on Twitter. And I'm just like, okay, so I should be sensitive, but the but. stepson <laughs> is out here wilding. He's acting like a beneficiary. And I'll and leave it at that. I, I was going to say, he's celebrating. He's like, finally, my dreams have come true. I hate my dad. And Literally. this is all I ever wanted. But how do you oh, yeah. just lose I a submarine? It's crazy. Why are you going down there? Like, did you not watch the movie? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, this is why it's hard to feel bad because these only billionaires could have afforded to do this type of thing. Right. And so now it's like, well. It's like, do like the other billionaires and go to space. Go to space. Instead. Space. Which space, is really I know. Like, they just go <laughs> higher than your plane. Yeah, like, it's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. It's like they're not landing on the moon. They're just like, look how high I am. And then they come back. I'm like, okay, good for you. Anyway, but after the meeting, Kendall does like a walk and talk with one of his other assistants, Fee. And he's given her like the whole, I want TED Talks. I want all this shit. And he's like, because what are we if we're not storytellers? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? He's so. But Jeff. You guys ever is hopeful. Yeah, what are you even. But he's always writing it. He's always writing ahead of time. Meanwhile, though, Jess and Roman show Kendall the latest news. Stock is down three more points. And the headline is CEO tells Waystar staff they're headed for an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, iceberg, lifeboats. I said, lifeboat. <laughs> like pure dumbassery. <laughs> He's like, I said, he totally thought it was going to have lifeboats. And the strategy of a thousand lifeboats was the headline, he thought. Like you said, it's like, uh, like I'm, I'm not as far as you with understanding all the business things, but I do understand like a little bit more. And that's what makes it even funnier. Exactly. It's like, this is a media company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's 
so fucking good. This is a communications company. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Um, then we get the scene. Roman walks into his office and he opens his computer, and there's all the emails and all the notifications coming through constantly. And he doesn't check them. He jer- jerks off in the window after pulling all the blinds down, all suspiciously. It's gross. It's gross. Little perv. Little nasty He's so pervert. He is so tiny. He is. We. I love Stu. I love Stu. Stu and Kendall. They're in that coffee shop. I just. I think he's the coolest. One of the coolest characters on the show. All the way to the end when he was yep. like Team Kendall, baby. Like, yep. That was just one. If you could describe Stu in one sentence, it was that moment, and that's why Stu is a character that I'll never forget. Even though he was highly underutilized, highly underutilized, totally in the last season and most seasons, honestly, mm-hmm. but especially the last season. Like I've always been a big Stu girl. Yeah, same. So Kendall, first, first though, Stu asks if it's cool if one of their friends reaches out to Rava. And by friend, I'm like, so you, Stu? Like, are yeah, you asking I'm for if you? it was him. Me too. Me too. He was just testing it, which is, you know, trashy. But that they're all trashy. But Kendall tells him about the huge loan. Meanwhile, Stu wants another pastry, so he literally, like, on in a full business, just sits on that counter and reaches in and grabs another pastry. But no one stops him. He's like, I'm like, oh, well, you got to have the <laughs> utmost confidence. Because, yeah. mind you, I'd say it's because, you know, he has so much money, he can do what he wants. But yeah. I don't, I'm not sure that everyone knows that he has all this money. So mm-hmm. you just have to walk around like that you do and like you you're can, allowed to right because not everyone knows that Stu is Stu <laughs> I know that if I was walking in that coffee shop and I saw some random man putting his hand in the pastries I'm like who the hell is allowing <laughs> him to do that but no one is stopping him either so he's and allowed I guess yeah so it's just like I wouldn't test it but it's like a good it's a good example of you have to be your biggest fan. You yeah, walk do. around. <laughs> you do. You, you do. hundred percent. Sue is totally that person that you can look up to for that type of shit. Just, just yeah. own your power. Um, Absolutely. Kendall asks how it would look for them to refinance. And Stu's like, yeah, no, like they don't like <laughs> the market. And honestly, they don't love you. And I, Kendall is fighting an uphill battle. He's he's the son of Logan. Logan, who is in the hospital, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, he is fighting an absolute uphill battle because he's also, like, a brat, you know, and everyone knows he's, like, a little brat. For sure. So it's good. But, okay. Stu and Kendall then, and then walk and talk. Was, oh. oh, yeah. No, you're about to get to the part where they do the drugs. Where well, he does the drugs. Yeah. Well, first they do, like, a walk and talk in the rain. And this is where Stu suggests that they come in and take the whole thing off their family's hands. And Kendall, this is great. He goes, uh, no, obviously, fuck off. How dare you? I'm so insulted, et cetera. And he's like, yeah, okay, of course. And then he explains, this is the parallel to this 
current season so much. He's like, you and Roman and Shiv are going to do this thing forever. So foretelling. You are going to be, he's like, you can do this and you're going to be Petro Ruble rich. (laughs) They just make up words and they they make sense and they mesh things together. They do. Like the combination of words. It's just like, I understand all these words and then you put them together and it's just perfect. Yeah. It's like talk more. Yeah. (laughs) Talk more. Say more of those things. Say more of that stuff. Um, I do love that Tom takes Greg under his wing. I think that is brilliant because you realize that Tom needs a punching bag because he's everyone's punching bag. So he's like, I want my own punching bag. And Greg's so easily confused that he's just like, okay, like I'll go with it. I don't know. I just don't want to be poor living in a hostel anymore. Right. I love that Tom's first insult though is like, where the fact that he's wearing the boat shoes, the deck shoes—that's <laughs> what's so offensive to Tom. So offensive. <laughs> they just go ham on those shoes, and he's just like standing there, like what? how offend- Who would wear a deck shoe not on a deck? It's so <laughs> bougie. <laughs> okay, so right after we fall in love with Tom, Shiv goes to hotel, and a man comes to her room. And he is clearly like, are we going to fuck? And she's like, no. And she's so, it's so obvious that she's flirting. And I'm like, so you don't love Tom? What the fuck? And then you just, you figure out what she's about. You figure out what she is about here. And it's this political strategy, sort of. But then she's like, I need you to run a background check on Marsha. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually really smart. Yeah, but. totally. Because I would like to know, too. <laughs> Yeah, and then the things that is found out about Marsha. Also, like a Marsha prequel. Like, come, like, come on. Like, There's so many things. Marsha, actually, how did Marsha and Logan get together? That's what I would mm-hmm. really like to see. Like, how did they meet? It feels like he did some big deal with like the Middle East, and she like mm-hmm. did some covert ops or yeah. something. And got it all. I know this is random, but and I think they go, yeah, Kim goes into Logan's office and you just see how big of a force Logan was. Like mm-hmm. he's on time. But then also his background of like how proud he is of his heritage because he has men in kilts like yep. photographed on his wall and everything. So there's just so much to explore there. But yeah, Shiv wants to get Nate to look into. Marsha's background and he's like okay I guess we're not yeah looking up today mm-hmm. but, okay. but you're like but we can tell that you're gonna like you're something's about to happen and that is sad um I, Jerry calls Kendall because Sandy Furness has shown up and Kendall goes he can't do that Pepsi doesn't just drop in to see coke I'm not, and then it made me, like, then I was like, wait, maybe I don't know what Sandy, who Sandy Furness is in terms of the business. Like, then I, that's like a business thing where I'm like, so who, who, do you know? In the grand scheme of it all, I have no idea who anyone is. Like, I, yeah. I found out Jerry was a lawyer, like, the last episode, and it was because <laughs> of a Reddit thread. Like, I don't know what. Any of these people do. I just know that they're all important. Yeah. Um, and scary. Like Sandy coming in is a scary like, thing. Is this is this the same Sandy from that, Sandy and Sandy that he couldn't talk in the hall? Yeah. Like I'm I, just okay. like, it was I'm so- glad you asked that because I feel like just suddenly one day Sandy was in a wheelchair. They changed so many things because remember Roman had like what, like a whole girlfriend that had a yep. kid. Shiv had long red hair and she ends long up with the bob. 
Aaron, <laughs> shout out to Aaron. <laughs> Aaron loves Bob's. What's your name? Bill Beeson calling you Bob. And that Bob literally put a battery in her back uh-huh. to just be this bitch. Yep. I'm just saying, when you get a Bob, everything Something changes. happens when you get a Bob. It's true. Ladies. It changes everything. <laughs> Look at Katie. Katie got a Bob and Katie left Schwartz and became the whole See? new woman. The power of the Bob. And I never believed it until Aaron told me. It was like, <laughs> the most powerful women have Bobs. And I'm like, I, and then like, I remember a few days later, the Incredibles came on and you know. The lady with the bob. And I'm, just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, every time someone gets a bob, Aaron points it out. He's like, you know, she had a bob. Aaron then, actually single-handedly is informing everybody about how powerful bobs are. Yeah. Like the bob <laughs> king. Okay. And he, he, like when the Vanderpump rules, the, what is the, the picture? Like the cast photo the came cast out. Photo. Raquel had a bob. So oh. she acted up. Katie had a bob. <laughs> okay, like there were like three bobs on the picture, and Aaron was like, "Oh, here we go." Reference point, <laughs> beginning and end. Reference point. Look who acted up this season, and they were all bobs. I promise so. that now people listening will start paying so much attention to people with Pay bobs attention. because I'm telling Aaron is the one who is spreading this awareness, and he is not kidding. Yeah. When I think the time I first heard him talk about it was when Wendy had that incredible second season glow up. And he goes, you don't just go from however many inches to a bob, okay? (laughs) He's like, she skipped a few seasons. Yes. God. He's like, this is more like a third season glow up. This is not a second season glow up. You don't just go to a bob. (laughs) This is the truth. It is. Y'all okay. notice pubs. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> so Kendall, when he goes in to talk to Sandy, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what Sandy does because he's just are they like equal partners when he said I I don't know, another media conglomerate. I have no idea. Yeah, and then like they're also on the board. Yeah. The so and then I'm, I'm just... like, was that part of the deal? And then I'm like, oh, is that what he meant by we wanted seats on the board? Like when they'd later go. And he does drugs with Stu. And I was like, so they didn't have a seat uh, on the board? Uh, yeah, and then I Kendall so. gave them the seat on the board. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. I think we got it like on our own without Google. Yeah, we did. Okay. We don't need Google. Watch it be completely wrong. Yeah. Like, well, guess People what? are screaming. Over. People are screaming. They're like, that is not it at all. <laughs> well, at this point, too, we don't know that Sandy and Stu are right. – joined at the hip because they have some like nasty way of like making money off people. I don't even understand it, but I forgot that at this point we think that Kendall thinks he's sold to Stu and has no idea that Stu and uh, Sandy are a thing. And that's why Logan is like, you're a fucking idiot. I think that would make sense if we're like connecting the dots. It would make sense. Right? The first season, I'm just kind of shaky on. Yeah. Same. And it, because I don't understand half the lingo. Once you start talking about stocks and stuff, I'm like, ooh, what? Yeah. But Takeovers and shit. Season, the last season, I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. But when they're saying these numbers, 
that's a lot of fucking money. So when, when Maxim was like, oh no, let's go up to 1.75 a share. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah like, yeah they're talking in it. the billions and the billions yeah. it's like it was so the money was astronomical and that's why it was cool in the last season they filmed so much of it on these really high up locations like on top of a mountain in mm. one of those crazy ski lift things the in like a helicopter exactly and they're talking about these big ass numbers it made sense i mean compared to like this episode i'm looking at them and they're so young yes. so different like yep but I do think that Kendall is still his acting. I feel like he got he didn't get better. He always had it in him. Whereas some of the other characters, not Logan though, Logan has always been mm-hmm. the boss. The other characters had to find their footing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like Jeremy Strong could continue to play. Kindle, even if he was given, you know, a hard dialogue or whatever in season one, whereas other ones had to learn their character a bit more. I see exactly what you mean. Like Roman, for sure. I see that. That's a good point, too. Shiv. But Kendall, that's why I think we feel like he deserves it because he's presented to us like the guy that understands it all. Yeah. He knows all the things. The scene mm-hmm. with Kendall, Roman, and Jerry where they're like trying to go over all their options and Roman suggests they take their shirts off. And Jerry's <laughs> like, Ken, will you please tell him to put his shirt back on? And Kendall's like, um. <laughs> Roman just takes his shirt off. Yeah, he's like this. I, he's like, disruptors, disruptors. So he just takes <laughs> off his jacket and now Kendall is standing up on the table and Roman is having all these ideas just shirtless. The visual of this is like, so is amazing. Is that what you, is that what they do? <laughs> is in that business? Office? <laughs> is that how they created like Facebook and, and TikTok and all that? Did someone just take their shirt off and they were like, we're going to have videos, we're going to have statuses, we're going to have minion memes. Like, yes. Oh, is yes. And so, like, then Jerry throws out the option of layoffs and Roman goes, yes, blood. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, that shirt's off shit. Mm. <laughs> so wild it's just so ridiculous so they decide that they're gonna do the layoff sell-offs one two package and then roman goes but i guess we need to tell dad and then so they cut to kendall going to logan's and this part like it really made Marsha seem very sweet because she will not let kendall go up but when he is like stuttering because i forgot how bad his stutter gets when he's really nervous and he's like yeah just let him know that I stopped by to keep him abreast of moves. And she goes, okay, you can tell me and I can tell him. And then he, mm. as he's starting to say it, he just can't even get the words out. He's like, let him know that we're retreating tactically. Well, retreating isn't the word. It's hard to explain. And she goes, I'm sure you're doing the right thing. And I was like, oh. Yeah, like she kind of gives him a pat on the back, which I kind of think gave him... Mm-hmm. some confidence that she he might not have had before but he maybe shouldn't have got because once he tells his dad finally oh. he's like that's you, the wrong move like the, the, the wrong move that he speaks during the entire episode is like you you're an idiot, idiot. <laughs> like, it's so sad a poor little candle he's a baby there too 
Yeah, he is. He just he he looks extra young and cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom walks. Okay, then we get the scene in the bathroom though, where Stu's like, "I'm really hungover. Can we go to the bathroom and do what we used to do?" And Kendall just like doesn't look at him. <laughs> Kendall has his back. And I like, think that, the that door. goes back to which I also would like to see the kids young again. Mm-hmm. Talk about spinoffs or prequels. It's like it. We know that Kendall has a drug problem, and yep. that was one of the huge things that prevented him from even being taken seriously. Yep. Uh, it's like, was it so bad at that point that he couldn't even look at it? Yeah. And he would be tempted. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I missed that. And it, that. Was so, it was so great, too, that they, they let us know Kendall had an issue with drugs. And then when they would make it, when they'd have him using drugs, it just really added to, like, our sense of danger, about right. to be out of control, fear and it it really was a great thing to show us he's an addict and in the very beginning we see him sober and it just as soon as he stops it's like "Uh uh-oh fuck Mm. this isn't good and so that was that was smart of them to put that in there and then he just says fuck it i don't care i'm just gonna keep doing drugs yeah and that's why he's a crackhead now he's out there at that park somewhere (laughs) oh no (laughs) lord and coke somewhere in new york (laughs) <laughs> Wait, remember when Greg gets some Coke and it's park Coke because he just got it from someone out of the park? <laughs> He's all mad. It's park Coke. <laughs> you took Greg to get you drugs. Classic. The though, cocaine. Like- he calls it the cocaine. <laughs> You're doing the cocaine. And he thinks that he's going to live with Kendall forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're like bros. And then he also thinks that Kendall later on is going to buy him this watch. So like, and he's like, what, are you crazy? Are no. You, when are you going to understand how <laughs> being rich works? <laughs> he's sending you to spend your money on shit. Yes. They never pay you back. And then when they hook you up with the plug, they want you again to spend your own money. Yep. That's how the rich stay rich, baby. That's exactly it. That's the strategy that we all poor people don't get. Exactly. Uh, Tom, so Tom grabs Greg and he's like, I need a punching bag. So get on in here. And he's about to start the meeting. He does one of those cheesy conversation prompts, you know, like, what would you guys do if you could do anything? But then Shiv calls and this motherfucker leaves the whole room and takes the call. And he's like, oh, man, like, he's like, really, Shiv? Okay. And then. Cut to Shiv, Connor, and and uh, Tom walking into Logan's. <laughs> she tells him about the background check info, and then there were no leads prior to her last marriage. So it's like, oh, is it a cleanup job? What is it? And of right. course, we're like, oh, it's a cleanup job. That bitch murdered people, tortured people. I'm not really sure, but she's done some shit. What has Marsha been up to before she met yes. Logan? And is that why Logan likes her? Or like, <laughs> exactly. Did she do something for Logan? Like, that's that what I need so to know. Theories. They never they never explain how they met, how they got together or anything. It's so crazy. But they get off the elevator. Marsha is right there. And Shiv tries to play hardball. But Connor's like, oh, man, I really thought we were just stopping by. Everybody just breathe. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think that him and uh, Willa are going to make it. <laughs> I so- do, too. <laughs> I do, too. It's one of the healthiest relationships on the show. Yeah, like and it's really not you, healthy. You at all. literally just have to turn a hoe into a housewife. You know, and I am one hundred percent for that. Like, yeah. shout out, shout out, absolutely. 
And Marsha, they get like a heated little moment with Marsha. Are you trying to force entry? And then Shiv's like, is this about me not signing some pieces of paper? And Marsha's voice starts to break. She's like, please, Shiv, it's very difficult as it is. And Shiv's like, oh, with the waterworks. <laughs> and just walks on up, walks into the room. And she has this like sweet daughter, daddy moment where he says, I love you. And she's like, oh. Oh my God, like he never says shit like that. So she holds his hand and he moves it down to his crotch and she panics. This acting on Sarah Snook's part is so phenomenal. You like, she really respond, like, you could tell she was forever traumatized by what just happened. And what's interesting is that Marsha, it's like, did you know that was gonna happen? Right. You know? Like, were you, it, it's less of like, oh, I'm just thinking that Marsha's being a bitch. But no, she's actually trying to protect you yeah. from seeing your dad, like, in that state. Yeah. And so, because she's and like. it's also like, does Logan know <laughs> what he just did? Exactly. There's yeah. so many questions because of, like, they do have a nurse. So maybe she knows he's been doing that with the nurses or something. Because mm-hmm. when she's like, the mornings are not good, you know, the morphine, he gets confused. And Shiv is like, yeah, that was not him. <laughs> but then Marsha goes, Shiv, I'm a private person. So if you want to know anything about me, just ask me and I'll tell you. Like, how the f- did she find out already that Shiv basically ordered a background check on her? Who who? told her how, how that's what's know? so scary about Marsha. how like what are her can but then as Shiv waits for the elevator she's like lingers on Colin for a while so I think she's like is it Colin did Colin do something and I forgot that there was that element to it but mm-hmm. uh you know that is a possibility but you know? I just feel like Marsha has her own people because she would always come in and out of the game, like when he had his little fling with that one woman. Ooh. No, yeah, it was a weird uh, name like that, though. R was yeah, right, though, I think. Her, she was kind of like not really worried about it, except when she was like, oh, I know you're fucking my husband, mm-hmm. but I'm spending his money. Um, and then, you know, she kind of, I, I don't care what anyone says about her being like rude and mean to Carrie. I'm like, no, Carrie's a side chick, so you got side chick treatment. Marsha is just this force to be reckoned with. Force. A force. Kendall, Roman, and Jerry. So Kendall makes, this is now the the call to the bank. And I I really like this setup. I like Roman and Jerry being in there like, you got this, Ken. You got this. And Kendall is not fucking around. He's like, I mean, I don't know the margin you're making. You might even say, I don't know, extortion is an ugly word, but so is buzzsaw castration. And the guy goes, I think we should keep things professional. And Kendall goes, no, no, sure, sure. And professionally, we're going to repay. We're good. Everything's golden. We don't need you. And I'll be looking elsewhere for a banking partner as we go supersonic. Goodbye and fuck you. (laughs) The fact that he says supersonic. And Roman gives him this nice, like, nod of approval. I was just like, yay, they did something. I was so (laughs) happy for them. (laughs) Just like, Kendall, even when you think that you've found your way out of something you cannot like burn bridges like that. exactly 
As we go supersonic, what are you, like, how are you going to go supersonic? Like, who are you, like Sierra in one, two, step? Like, what is going on? And to end it like that, Like bro. Sierra, one, two, step. <laughs> he it's is so all Sierra, stupid. one, two, like, step. He's, he's genius, but he's stupid. I think that he is just... I don't know. He's parasocial, I feel. Like, he'll hear something and pick up on it and, like, say it. Like, he's one of those people that, like, hears something once and then he'll use it in real life in the wrong context. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Totally. But then we go to Kendall and Rava at dinner, and he would be irresistible to me with his, like, his obnoxious, pompous, adorable face. Like, I I don't blame her at all all because he's like here's the thing I love you and I'm suffering with us not together and you suffer with us together so I'm just thinking maybe I don't want to be the one suffering like what an asshole like he's such a fucking prick it's so honest that it's refreshing and also enraging at the same time and I'm just like that's kind of hot because you're also rich now if you weren't rich very different story no money buys you a lot of shit for personality stuff and especially like imagine if they were ordering like a whole rabbit or all the rabbit at Denny's versus like a five-star restaurant in New York exactly just like (laughs) context God, it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. She goes, your argument is the argument of a psychopath. And he goes, a psychopath who might also be the man who loves you. <laughs> and then they flash, he flashes that smile. She says, fuck you, and smashed cut to them fucking. And I'm like, this makes total sense. I wouldn't have been say. able to resist it at all. And as it's they're fucking, it's like, like, we're not breaking up. We are breaking up. We're not breaking up. I'm like, ooh, this is some good makeup sex here. You know what that reminds me of that it has nothing to do with? I'm like, I never understand. Like, how does Nick Cannon get all these women to agree to anything? (laughs) And if he has any, like, swag like Kendall does, which I believe he does, Mm -hmm. that's how he does it. Yep. It's just like, Uh I just want better for us as women, but also I would fold. (laughs) I, I would fold immediately like be your done. 13th baby mama sure yeah you yeah know? pull the charm on me and it works trust me <laughs> it works but when rava wakes up the next day she is like me and he's like so let's do it baby let's do the whole thing and she just goes i got a lawyer he's really nice so let's just keep this nice and so like imagine for rava she knows that she got a lawyer and she's going through with this divorce no matter what and here she is she caved and she wakes up she's like fuck like i'm happy for her though i'm proud of rava she held her boundaries firm throughout the rest of the series even had his girlfriend in her house couldn't yep. be me but couldn't be me like, especially not that bitch the way she was with the wine she's like oh i just opened this wine i'm like excuse what me what was even the point of her like what naomi, was the oh get, i had right she naomi had some good outfits i will say yes you know she was season two right them. that's where we met her season two we met her then yeah yeah but then um she was also you know, in season three and then mm-hmm. season four, there was a thing with Tom apparently. Yes. So I'm just like, what was the point? 
Yeah. Where? <laughs> no. Get her out of there. Not, but she, Rava, I've always like really liked. Yeah. Rava is the shit. We love, we love it. Um, and then as she walks out, so now Kendall's world is like destroyed because this has just happened. And then Marsha calls and just says, your father would like to see you. Ooh. Chills. Chills. Ooh, not good. Not but the guy you wouldn't even let me go upstairs to talk to now is calling me to the house. It's he should have known. Oh, have known. Oh, and he gets in and he's like so sweet with Logan. And the sh- the way they shoot him walking in, it really gives this room like a feeling of being haunted almost. Like it's so dark and scary and big and overwhelming. And Kendall, he's like, yeah, you know, I've just been making these moves. I mean, you took a gamble on that loan, but I found us a private equity solution. But like, he's like, was that, was that like maybe Sandy is yes. the one? Okay. So yeah. He thought it was Stu. Yeah. But Stu is actually Sandy. Mm. And Sandy, I don't know exactly what he does, but he's some sort of powerful figure that affects things tremendously. Probably have been trying to get into Waystar this whole time and Kendall's dumbass is the one who let him in. Well, and you know, though, but then Logan was doing so much shady wheeling and dealing and all that kind of stuff that he like, he really needed to have a plan in place for if something did happen to him, because people wouldn't know all the things he knows. So it's his fault. It's his fault. Imagine going through that, having that happen to your company, and then you still don't rectify your will. Yeah, exactly. He's, it's Logan. Logan. He's going to learn. And so then Logan's barely ekes out, you are a fucking idiot. And Kendall cries and and leaves the room all Snoopy sad. Yeah. But then, okay, so when Greg is walking in the park, he sees Sandy and Stu talking. Now that I can piece it together, I'm like, okay, so that was a bad thing. Before I was like, who cares? Like, I don't know what that affected. So much of this show I watched just like, this is just fun. I don't really know <laughs> yeah. what they're talking about. I'm like, can't we do that? Because this was during the pandemic that I <laughs> yes. watched it. I was like, okay, can't we just have That was nuts. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure, but that seemed like a bad thing. So someone will just, <laughs> thank God the dialogue, the di- that just speaks how good the dialogue is because the dialogue could keep us entertained, even though we didn't technically really know what they were talking about. And it always keeps you guessing because they never say anything directly. They also always talk around something. Exactly. Ex- that good point. Totally, totally, totally. And it's like has double meanings. All right, well, that's the end. The end the end of, end of the episode is one final shot of Kendall's really uber sad face as he leaves Logan's place. When Lo- when Kendall is sad, we all get sad. Just like the last shot of the series is his sad yes. little face. His sad little face. And then you are right. He probably just started doing a bunch of drugs in the park. Yeah. No, for like, sure. He's I'm out already there here right now. <laughs> that's like, that he probably the met the same the same guy that Greg met. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> park coke, and he's like, I live here now. This is my life. <laughs> yeah, I have no kids, no wife. Uh, yeah, Nothing. dude, no business. <laughs> I guess we can start the one hundred again, but who wants to do that? We don't have any anymore, dude. I know, but I, it's so funny how much I was like, man, the one, the way that season four started, it was so cute. I'm seeing like, them oh, all. Yes. yes, 
they're so cute. They're like, I'll get legacy. Yeah. And then they all get so money hungry, power hungry, power hungry, not money hungry, but power hungry. And then it's over. But the only one, I really feel like Roman would have wanted to do, like, the hunt. He did. Roman was super into it. It just sucks, but at the same time, it's just. That's the way business is, babe. Not that I know anything, but you know, you know, box. Roman so. was right though when he said he's like, "We're a joke. Like we're not real. Like we're not. <laughs> like we're not like people that do this shit." Okay, and it's like, yeah, that's what Kendall's always been scared of. He's like, "I am not just my my father's son." In the open, the very first episode, uh, he does something, and then one of the guys is like, they're talking strategy, and he's like, "Do you want to call your dad?" And Kendall goes. No. Do you want to call your dad? Do you want to call your dad? Great. None of us want to call our dads. <laughs> He's trying to puff up his chest a little uh-huh. bit. Like, uh-huh. uh, okay. So we're not going to cover the Yellow Jackets episode because you didn't see. Because I, I just watched wa- the wrong one. Because you watched the wrong one. But the dedication <laughs> that you that you watched any episode. Literally one hour, you guys. Like I was so excited to do this because I always love talking about succession. <laughs> and then uh, I ordered my Grimace meal from McDonald's. <laughs> Happy birthday to Grimace. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm getting my free trial to Showtime. I- I'm perfect. I got episode three loaded up, but I watched episode three of season two, which I didn't even realize that there was like, Which is so, so many. fucking funny that you, because no wonder you were so lost. Like, I thought episode three of the first season would be out of context, but episode three of season two. <laughs> season two. I'm like, yo, Shara is a gangster. Like, what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did it make you want to watch more of it or no? Not at all. Um, right? Not yeah. at all. Right? I was like, this is not. But I understand because, like you said, first seasons can be so phenomenal. Then they mm-hmm. kind of like fumble on the second season. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the second season, which is not as good as the first season. Yeah. So no. maybe I should try within this seven day trial. Try to watch the first get season. Three episodes in. Yeah. And see if I like it. Yeah. It still is crazy, though. Like, it's like the shit that they're talking about and doing. There's so many things that happen on that show where, like, it's kind of it's kind of sci-fi. It's kind of suspense. It's like gory and they're eating people. And then it's also like a family drama. Right. It's, it's too much going on, in my opinion. I, I was so confused. And I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be confused because anytime Yellow Jackets is actually mentioned, it's not mentioned as a show that like anyone can follow. It's mentioned in a certain niche. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is its own niche. It's a it's it's like 10 niches into one, so it makes it its own niche. But for sure. Anyway. Well, Kaya, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that we finally got to talk about succession together especially now that it's over it's like who am i gonna blab to now and like it felt good to get all this out and it felt good to go back to season one i know and uh, watch it when they were babies Babies. and especially this particular episode the way that it parallels to the entire series and the entire season finale in general series finale it was just such such good writing i miss the show so much like please rethink do something mm-hmm. like do even something. if you uh, do even a YouTube video. Like I need, to, I need some <laughs> sort of 
content, anything but a book. I yeah, no, no, don't do that. I don't, I don't read. Yeah, Thank no. you. Uh, I always <laughs> say that people are like, haha. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I'll listen to an audiobook, but it has to be a celebrity mm-hmm. written audiobook and they have to be reading it. Too. And they have to be the one reading it. But if they got <laughs> the cast of Succession to read us an audiobook, Ooh. I listen to that. There's our compromise. If you want to do a book, make it an audiobook, and all of them have to voice the characters. But honestly, why do why would they not want to do a spinoff? Why would they want? We're so hungry for more. Usually shows end like a year after they should have ended. Not like so right. prematurely where there's so much story that we could tell. I just, get wanting to like, you know, you're supposed to leave them. The, the thing is you got to leave them laughing, you know, mm-hmm. leave wanting more, yep. but it's just too much. It's too much. We're not, too it, was, much it was so abrupt when I think you posted it first that this was going to be the final season. And I was like, yeah. no, this, it didn't register. Like and, what? Yeah, Cause they also told us to wait. They told they us a few weeks before they started premiering. They did. They did. And they I'm did. like, I don't have time to mentally prepare, even though I've rewatched it 30 times. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need time to mentally prepare. And how are you going to wrap it up? And also, why did you kill Logan <laughs> when you killed Logan? You know? Yes. It was, just, it was so much. But they did so tell much. us. They told us too late. That was mm-hmm. the problem. They're like, See next week how the premiere is going to happen. It's also going to be the last premiere. <laughs> so enjoy it. So you better enjoy it. And then they, they we are answer no further questions. None. <laughs> we will not be answering why. You're just going to leave you with that, and it's right. over. Oh, it's too it's so sad. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to yet another rewatch episode on here. Here and she speaks it all. I keep forgetting I'm not doing. She speaks Bravo. She, she speaks, speaks it, it all, all baby. And follow Kaya. Kaya, do you want them to follow just Bravo While Black or do you like people following your personal? Yeah, just follow Bravo While Black. And then okay. you know what? Follow Blow Pod because oh. I had a succession pod. She did. And now it's getting turned into uh, whatever me and Jason want to talk about pod. Ooh, so soon I'll be talking about Dave and, you know, that Sex reminds me, I gotta watch up. Dave. Yes, Dave and Sex of the City. A lot of things are coming up and out, and a lot of people are watching Black Mirror, but I'm too scared to watch it, so I will not be discussing it. <laughs> but if anyone who is watching it wants to discuss it, y'all can come discuss it. So that's pretty much it. Follow at Black and Blow Pod. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to chat with you. It's so good to see your face. It's so good to talk about it with you. Someone who's excited as me and love the same things. And I love being here. So thank you. Thank you, Kaya. Well, that wraps up Kaya's portion of the pod. Now stay tuned for Yellow Jackets, episode three, season one. Kaya. Okay, so now that... You've heard the best succession recap of your life. I'm going to go into episode three of Yellow Jackets. The, this show is insane. And actually, when you watch Succession first and then you watch Yellow Jackets, you're like, is this terrible? The dialogue's really cheesy. There's so many cheesy moments. And you just don't get that ever when you watch Succession. Okay. Show opens, they hold a funeral for the ones who've died. 
And while that's happening, Ty flashes to when her Nana was dying when she was like a baby. And Nana gives just a beautiful way of looking at dying. She's like, you go to the heavens with the angels. And it's this very sweet moment. We will be circling back to this. Modern day Ty watches this smear campaign against her and she wants to retaliate, but her wife keeps her grounded. Okay. Modern day Shauna, and I'd forgotten about this because, you know, my memory is terrible. She is looking at her husband, Jeff, all sideways because of the text. She got the text and she's like, you know, um, I need to drop the car off and I'm going to need a ride from the mechanic around four because that was the time that she saw the the text was going to be meet us meet at our usual spot around four, and he gets all squirrely and he's like, "Well, I mean, can't you just take an Uber? Can't you just oh, whatever?" And he says, "The boys really need him down at the store, you know, like to lead by example." And she's like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Misty and Natalie are modern day Misty and Natalie. They are driving up to see Travis, and Misty is being incredibly annoying. But Natalie convinces her to, like, go grab snacks when they stop for gas. And she finds the wires from her Porsche. Misty is insane. Who opens up the car, like, the hood of a car, if that's even where it is, and snips wires just to hang out with them? You know? She's crazy. All right, now we're in plane crash times. They're rationing food. And Travis, like a dick, takes a whole bag for himself. But Natalie has his back. You see, this is like, we need to know that this is where the original, like, connection came from. She's like, guys, be easy on him. His dad died. And meanwhile, Jackie, forever the optimist. She's like, the rescue's coming, everyone. And Shauna and Van, they're not as positive because it's been three days And Jackie just continues with her delusional, they're coming. Okay, they're coming. They're coming. No, because Misty, crazy fucking Misty, destroyed the transmitter thing. (sighs) Okay, so then Javi, Travis's brother, comes over and he just like throws food at, at Javi and he's like, eat. And he's just so mean. And we don't know why, do we? It's like, They didn't give this guy the right intentions or something like before they started doing this show because I don't know what his like he's I get that at one point he's mad because Javi's still chewing the gum that his dad gave the gave him. And he's like, our dad was an asshole, Javi. Okay, let it go. But I'm like, why are you so mad at Javi? Like I Travis is to me one of the least likable people on the show which made it hard for me to understand why Natalie liked him. Like they, I found that dynamic. I was just very confused by the whole thing. Probably because what starts to happen is both the actors that play Natalie and Travis just stay the same note every single scene. So I can't differentiate like what's actually happening. The actor that plays Travis just stays mad the whole time. Misty, meanwhile, is force-feeding Coach, and the actress really portrays the utter creepiness of this character so well. She, she embodies the creepiness, and it is effective. But Ty comes running in, and she's like, I found a lake four or five miles away. By the way, how do you gauge that? 
Like how how do you like I couldn't tell like when when I'm when I'm driving and I have ways on and it's like in one thousand feet turn left. I'm like, what the fuck do I know what one thousand feet is? And right when I think I know what one thousand feet is, I'm incorrect because to me I'm like that's not a lot, is it? And it's like no, it is. I'm like I I don't know. Just tell me the street. So how does she know four or five miles away? Like that's some pretty that's like some wilderness survival shit that she pulled out out of nowhere, you know. But Jackie's like, I do not want to leave because rescue is going to be here. And Ty is like, girl, do you think they're just taking their time on purpose? And that was a good way to put it. <laughs> like, they're not like, oh, we'll, we'll wait a minute. Let's go tomorrow. <laughs> they're not coming. So they asked Coach what they should do. And dude, there he is with his bloody stump of a leg. And he's like, you'll have to leave me behind. And Ty's like, no, we'll make a stretcher. And Jackie's like, I am putting my foot down. This is crazy. We are not going anywhere. Okay. I am the leader of this team. But they put it to a vote. And the lake wins. And Shauna voted for it. Shauna. Shauna, how dare you go against Jackie? Jackie gives her a look. She's like, I will never forget this. Before they take off, Shauna draws SOS Gone to Lake on the plane. And I'm I'm guessing that was in lipstick. But I was like, damn, how much lipstick did you use for that? Modern day Shauna. She waits for Jeff outside of his work. And as he heads to his rendezvous, and he has a like a red box that looks very romantical in his hands. It's like, oh, this fucker. You know, I'm not kidding. I don't remember what this turns out to be because I have such a bad memory, but I love that I don't remember it and I'm not going to skip ahead because it's rare that you get to rewatch a show like it's the first time. And so I'm going to enjoy this. I don't remember what comes of this thing, but he goes to a hotel. Sure does. Goes to that fucking hotel. We get a brief moment that is going to be important later. As they're walking, they're hiking, this is the plane crash girlies, as they're walking through to get to the lake, they walk by this bear that's got these vultures eating its guts, and Coach says it could be a wolf, because a wolf could kill anything if the pack is big enough. This will be important, very important. Modern day Thai. She sneaks off. She calls the woman that we all think to be the reporter. I completely forgot that Ty had this set up. And she asks if any of them have talked. And she's like, nope. And she goes, well, how hard are you pressing? And I'm like, wait, so do you want them to talk? Is this a test? I really am rewatching this like it's the first time. I forgot what the intention was. Does she want, is she just testing them to see if they will talk? Or... And then Ty goes, keep pushing because the smear ad is tanking my numbers. The reporter lady goes, well, you know what? The, her opponent's daughter is a junkie. Three rehab visits before the age of 16. And last year, he covered up a heroin arrest so she wouldn't get expelled from her school. Juicy. She's only 18, though. But if, according to the reporter, she goes, fair game. Then a kid yells out because she's at the park with her son, Sammy, and a kid yells out and Ty runs over and Sammy has punched this kid in the face. You know, like it turns out he was talking shit about his mom. So violence is never the answer, but that kid should be in trouble for talking shit about his mom. 
All right, back to the plane crash, girlies. They are still walking through the mountains, and there's yet another one of those mysterious shots from far away that seems to be from, like, some mystery person's POV. You know, like they're being watched by these crazy woodland creatures, you know? And it's like, who could have done that to the bear? And, like, now this POV shot is like, oh, maybe that's the thing that did it to the bear. So I still stand by the fact that they were leading us on to think that this is an actual group of people or even one person, but it turns out it's not. It's just it. It's just it. It's very happy with us. And they don't even know what it is. And Ty hears those creepy whispering voices in the woods. Once again, I'm like, ooh, what's in the woods? They really should have just gone with it actually being a group of people in the woods that like convinces them they need to start eating their friends. But modern day Ty and her and her wife deal with the whole Sammy punch to kid situation. And when she when Ty tries to talk to Sammy, Sammy's in that like trance-like state. And he's like, be quiet. She's all, what'd you fucking say? And they just stare at each other. Now, I don't know if they put something in the actress's contact, in actress's eyes, like contacts or something, but whatever she does with her eyes when she goes into like her wolfy thing is super amazing and haunting. And I'm like, it has to be contacts or something because she changes her whole eye shape. The actress is incredible. This actress is very good. The plane crash girlies find the lake and they are swimming to that amazing cranberries track. And Natalie notices for the first time that Travis might be kind of hot. Modern day Natalie, though, modern day Natalie and Misty get to Travis's creepy cabin. The creepiest cabin. It's covered in newspapers on the windows. It's like, what the actual fuck? Natalie, this was your friend? The house is creepy. Natalie breaks in and Misty's like, okay, this, this, Natalie, uh, Misty of all people to be commenting on someone who is creepy. Okay. But she's like, this is a bad sign. You know, you such little stuff. It's kind of like early signs of, you know, serial killer shit is what she's alluding to. But Natalie goes walking around and she finds a picture of the two of them on his dresser. And then Natalie sees him in the mirror but he's not there. That trick works on me every time. I fully jump every single time. Like I know, I knew that's what they were going to do. I was like, she's going to see the reflection of him in the mirror and he's not going to be there. But I still get scared. I still get scared. So while the plane crash girlies are swimming in the lake, Misty is doing the most for coach. And you're like, is she trying to fuck him? And sure enough, she is trying to fuck coach. Shauna and Jackie are feuding. They have this like look to each other from across the way. And I was like, wait, is this just because she voted different than you? Lame. So modern day Misty, though, she she had gone in the trash at Travis's and she finds a pay stub for Willowbrook Ranch. And Natalie's like, what are you even saying? He's got a liquor bottle here that's at least $200. Meaning like whatever this pay stub is doesn't make sense because he's acting like he's... But then of course it makes sense now because he probably bought the nicest bottle of liquor and then went over and died, you know. But 
the sheriff busts in. <laughs> the sheriff busts in on them. And Natalie's like not even scared. Misty obviously is like abiding by every single instruction. Like they he's like, get on your knees, hands up. You are getting arrested, bitches. Modern day Shauna tries to, she's at the hotel. And she's like, all right, I need the room number. And they're like, lady, uh, no, we don't, we don't do that. And she's like, listen, I am with Homeland Security. And if you don't give me this room, my cover is blown. And the hot guy, Adam, from the accident overhears her and like comes up and joins on in. And I, they're intentionally presenting him as like too good to be true, suspiciously good to be true type of thing. And he convinces her to get a drink. And it makes sense that she says yes, because at this point she thinks her husband is having an affair. So I don't think she would have if she didn't think Jeff was also having an affair. Modern day Misty and Natalie, they're in jail. And Natalie's like, bitch, did you cut the wires to my car? And Misty's like, well, I really wanted to come. And like, I knew you wouldn't invite me, you know, you didn't, if I didn't force you to. But Natalie gets her one phone call and she calls Ty. And Ty's like, really? Like two days out of rehab or whatever. But then Ty's like, okay, where's this police station? And it's in New Hampshire. She's like, Jesus, what was up there? And Natalie says, Travis. And the way Ty is like, no, leave him alone. You are toxic for each other. Absolutely not. No. I'm like, okay. Okay, girl. Natalie's like, used your connections or whatever to like get me out. And Ty's like, no, bitch, not this time. And Natalie's like, I need to find him, please. And it's really sad because we know what happens. Back over at the Lake Girlies back in the day, they're swimming and frolicking and Lottie spots this reflection coming from the hill. It looks like someone's like signaling them. And then they go on the mission to find where it's coming from and they get to that house, that like cabin that they end up living in. And I'm like, so what was doing all the reflecting? You know, it, the place is creepy. It's clearly been fully abandoned while they were like in the middle of just living life because there's food out that's like moldy and disgusting. And Jackie literally thinks that when she opens this can of food that there's going to be food in it and there's, it's full of maggots, disgusting. So Natalie or Jackie, I'm sorry, did I say Natalie? That was Jackie. Jackie is the one who did that. Jackie Wood. So then Jackie goes outside and they do this bizarre slow-mo super close-up cry moment with this ominous music playing over it. And it's not even like, it's like in, in pieces. It's like edited together where it's like, I'm not sure why we needed to be taken on that journey with her. But then Shauna also is, it's a, it's a bizarre little moment. Van finds porn. And Travis creepily walks over and grabs one. And I'm like, okay. And then as he's walking out to the woods, Javi follows him. And I'm like, was he going to jack off? And Javi's still chewing the gum. And Travis, like, wrestles it out of him. And he's like, dead is fucking dead, Javi. I'm like, why are you so mean to this kid? Like, I don't get it. Modern day Natalie and Misty... Misty makes her phone call and uh, she comes back. She's like, I did it. My call was a winner. And Nellie's like, who do you have to call? Your bird. 
And Misty mockingly goes, no, Caligula doesn't know how to use the phone yet. <laughs> she's such a freak. I love her. Modern day Shauna, she's drinking her martinis with Adam and she keeps watching the door to see who's coming in and out. And I don't know what this loser is talking about, this Adam guy. He's so lame. He's like, wherever the road takes me, I just let go. Oh, okay. And then he starts this quote from, I guess, a book. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not smart. I don't read. And he starts it and Shauna finishes the quote. And they have this, like, moment where they make eye contact. And it's so cheesy. Forgot how cheesy he got. But then she spots her husband and this blonde woman. And she, it, the acting on Melanie is just amazing. But then Shauna goes to Adam, why are you here? And his response is mysterious, right? It just like gives him a hint of danger. And so we're like, why is he here? Modern day Misty, her call was a winner. It turns out that she had called that Kevin guy, the cop. And turns out... Misty has been texting with him, pretending to be Natalie. That's insane. Insane. And Misty, Misty's like, I've just been really dry and deadpan. And Natalie goes, yeah, I can only imagine. Misty's like, yeah, like that. Doing like that. But Natalie goes, we're not heading home just yet. Meanwhile, cabin girlies, Shauna brings out uh, Jackie a blanket and then she's like okay sorry if the voting thing hurt you and I'm like get over it Jackie my god but then she's like I'm really scared and she's like I'm scared okay Jackie and Jackie's like all right come here and Jackie wraps her arms around Shauna and Shauna's instantly better I'm like what that's <laughs> okay She's like, I need my best friend right now. And she's like, come over here. And she just puts her arms around her and she doesn't really say anything that comforting, but that's all Shauna needed. Okay. Okay. Interesting choices. But then, oh my God, this acting moment from this coat, from the co guy who plays the coach, a fly keeps buzzing around his nasty leg and he's swatting it away, but then he falls off the ledge and he's just screaming and it's so guttural and amazing this acting is fantastic he's screaming fuck you fuck you at his little stump and misty goes to help him and he smacks her away and she bleeds on her lip i'm like damn i already smack her and he cries and misty holds him and she's like shh 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 be quiet i got you but coach says why couldn't i have died i can't just be like this now it's great acting. Like, oh my God, give him a nominee nomination. But Misty creepily whispers, she's like, I'm here for you, Ben. I'm here for you. <laughs> but okay, then Ty, again, young Ty flashes back to when her Nana was dying. And little baby Ty is singing this cute little song. And Nana gets the most terrified, terrifying look on her face. And she's like, no, get away. Don't come near me. Don't let him take me. And little baby Ty's like, who? And Nana goes, the man with no eyes. And then the guy in the mirror, dude, I was so scared. And Nana keeps screaming, don't let him take me. Don't let him take my eyes. 
So it's like right when you thought Nana was going to give you a sweet little take on death. Nope. Nope. As Nana's dying, something fucking scary happens. Okay? So, yeah. Little baby, little baby Ty is traumatized. Modern day Ty, she goes and checks on Sammy. And it's cute. Sammy's like, why don't people like you? And she's like, it's because I'm different than what people expect and it scares them. But whatever you hear about me isn't true. And Sammy says, yeah, you're not the bad one. And Ty's like, Sammy, is someone else the bad one? And he just shakes his head all eerily. And you're like, yo, what? Modern day Ty then goes into her office and she's like, she's pacing. She's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So she makes a call to apparently her opponent. She goes, I wanted to give you a heads up. I know about your daughter's drug arrest. You buried it. And I understand you're a parent. So am I. But that attack ad, Phil, insinuating that I'm dangerous, guess what? You're right. I won't think twice about destroying your life, your family. Another move like that, and your daughter's face is above the fold of every newspaper in the tri-state area. Don't fuck with me, Phil. Yeah. I think that was, I think that was necessary. Honestly. He needed to know. He needed to shut the fuck up. Okay. The cabin girlies. Uh, Ty checks on Lottie, who's like standing outside, just looking off. And she goes, I just have a bad feeling about this place. <laughs> Ty's like, uh, yeah, I think we all do. A bad feeling? I don't believe in that shit and neither do you. Well, things are about to change, my friend. Modern day Shauna goes into that hotel room with Adam and they do this very like serious slow-mo thing. We don't really see anything, but it's just like she goes to open the door and she turns around and Adam's like, yeah, I'm coming in there. It's like, ooh, no talking, just slow-mo. Ty and young Ty and baby Ty start to have these like simultaneous flashbacks. So modern day Ty is like, you're not, it's like, is she dreaming? But she walks through her hall, like all kind of creepy and like, what's happening? And young Ty at the same time is walking around the cabin. And then little baby Ty goes up to the casket at her Nana's funeral. And then cabin Ty, which is, you know, the plane crash girly, she goes up this ladder and she finds Lottie crouched in a corner. And she's like holding herself. She's like, I told you. And then Ty looks over and it's the skeleton covered in spiders with no eyes. And then baby Ty opens up her Nana's eye and they're all white. Oh. Actually, I don't remember what modern Ty does, but that they had it like simultaneously going on where she was like, you know what I mean? Modern day Misty and Natalie get to the place they think Travis works and they find Travis hanging. It's so sad. Acting through the roof by Juliette Lewis. Like, amazing acting. Truly fantastic work. Like, I was there with her. I felt it. The problem is, what I've met from Travis so far is he's a piece of shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm not sad with Natalie at all because I don't have enough context yet. Um... But then, like, we hear sirens coming, and Misty's like, we have to go. 
I'm like, yeah, you do. But in the car, Natalie's like, he didn't kill himself. But then Misty gives her this note that she found in the cabin. And it was like really creepy the way it was done. It was like, it's like he took a pencil and, uh, what's the word? Like drew, you know what I'm trying to say? Where it like scribbled or something, like activated some sort of white writing on it. It was bizarre. It was like, how did he even write? Did he write that? But it says, tell Nat she was right. Uh, And Natalie claims that she doesn't know what that means, but I know I'm right about this. Somebody killed him. Now, I don't remember, but doesn't it turn out that he really did just commit suicide? They really drop a lot of stories, stories that they seem to start. They kind of, they let them fall off. For example, what they seemingly are doing with what looks to be like Woodsy's secret people uh, and it's not. It's just like an entity that's forcing them to do shit or something. Um, and then they just kind of. But we'll get to the part where once they start, they start getting clearly they're being scammed, and then they think it's that Adam guy, and it turns out that it's just her husband and his bumbling idiot friend. And I was like, what a weird choice. It seems like they're going to for this like supernatural sort of energy. And it's this thing that's coming for them. And you're like, okay, I'm super excited what this symbol means. And it doesn't mean anything. It was just like a total fuck up from her husband because he was trying to extort them for money. I was like, oh, that's a weird twist. I just think they they made some strange choices. I feel like they bit off more than they could chew. Or they they needed someone to like say no. They had, like, every idea and threw it at the wall. And they're like, just do it all, baby. Just just fucking do it all, you know? Anyway. All right. Well, that's the end of that episode. I'll see if I can get Kendrick to join me because he also, he watched Yellow Jackets. And he will know what episode to watch. Um, unlike Kea, which I could clearly need to be more specific when I tell people. But anywho, I hope you guys are doing well Love you, mean it, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.